Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast. This is Tom Salemi, your host. Thanks a lot for joining us today. A few weeks ago, you may remember we visited with David Muller, the CEO or former CEO of Avidro, uh, who has left the company uh, at the end of 2015 to start his new venture, Alatex. You can uh, look back a couple of weeks and get the full story from David on that one. David's news was big, no doubt, because we were accustomed to seeing him on the OIS stage telling Avidro's story. But in the grand scheme of things, uh, with some of the other leadership changes we've seen announced in 2016, it certainly was on the smaller side. Uh, Tom Frenzy, of course, made big news during the week of J.P. Morgan when Abbott Medical Optics announced he would take over and lead that that division. The news surprised many, not because Frenzy isn't qualified, but because he's seen as sort of a small company guy, the, the type of leader who wants to climb under the hood of a wave tech and rip it out and replace the engine. And AMO uh, simply isn't that type of company. Back at uh, OIS at AAO, we honored uh, Tom Frenzy and Dan Dury for their work with WaveTech. You can watch the presentation. It's, uh, the video is attached, actually, to the email that also sent you this broadcast. Or go to ois.net, and you can find it there. And Frenzy, at that presentation where he was being interviewed by uh, Dick Lindstrom, was asked specifically what was next. What's next? <laughs> well, I don't what know. is I, next, I, Tom? What's I, next? I, I've been doing nothing for six months, and I think she's ready to get me out of the house. So, <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm starting to get the itch, so uh, anybody that's got a great idea out there, I'm all ears. <laughs> well, apparently AMO had something interesting to say. A few weeks later, Alcon announced that they'd be making some changes of their own. Uh, Mike Ball would be replacing Jeff George as the head of a new, slimmer Alcon, one that focuses more tightly on surgical tools. Jeff George has been a regular on the OIS stage. He was our keynote speaker at OIS at AAO in Chicago. So it was a surprise to see him go after such a short tenure, at least to me. So surprising, though, that we we kind of have to ask the question, is there a larger force at work here? Is the ophthalmology sector getting more competitive where, where, where changes in leadership like these are, uh, are necessary. I made the rounds and I talked to some of our OIS favorites about what these replacements mean for ophthalmology. First, I spoke with Carolyn Corner. Carolyn, of course, is the managing director and senior research analyst at Cantor Fitzgerald. She was one of the ophthalmology analysts we had on stage at OIS at AAO in Las Vegas. Carolyn doesn't cover AMO or Alcon, but she knows the space. And she says it's getting more competitive and changes like these could be expected. I think, you know, we've been talking for years about how ophthalmology is so innovative. There's so much, so many new things coming, uh, whether it's, you know, drugs, devices, combinations thereof. Um, and I think, you know, the area is becoming more and more competitive. And I think, you know, changes in management, we should, you know, I think expect those kind of big sweeping changes as well as the companies, you know, kind of position themselves. If you look at Alcon, for example, and I don't cover this one, mm-hmm. you know, last year they were um, at the end of the year streamlining little business units. They had some, they sold some uh, 20 million 
ophthalmology manufacturing thing. There was, you know, hints that they're kind of thinking things through a bit. And frankly, with Pfizer acquiring Allergan, um, you know, they, they should be thinking things through. They should be very thoughtful right now. And I think we're seeing that come into fruition. They've got to maintain their competitiveness because um, there's a, a lot of exciting things out there. And, uh, you know, if you miss the boat, then mm-hmm. you're out of the game very quickly. We talk next to Larry Hamovich. Larry's been covering ophthalmology and medical devices for many decades. And he sees that the the changes at the two companies are really more independent than connected, except that they share a common trait. The two companies were both struggling, and struggling enough to require a change. Larry sees two principal challenges. First, and this is an old axiom, but it's true, big companies have a difficult time with innovation. The big companies, the big, big companies don't innovate whatever field it is. It's the innovation, if we look at medical devices or even other things, where does innovation come from? It comes from the small company, Mm -hmm. not the big companies. The big companies usually are, are followers, not leaders, or the big companies are acquirers. The second challenge is more of a clash of cultures. Historically, Larry reminds us, pharma companies simply just don't do a good job of managing the medical device businesses that they acquire. The cultures just aren't all that compatible. In the device business, you have to move quickly. The, the life cycles of products are much shorter. Pharmaceutical industry, you know, you have 17-year patents. It's a totally different mindset and a totally different business. Medical devices just is, is just not the same as pharmaceuticals. Hi, we're going to take a quick break from this conversation to remind you to go to OIS.net. If you are the CEO of a presenting company and you want to tell your story at an upcoming OIS, the application button is there. Click it, fill it out, send it in. And we hope to see you on stage at OIS at ASCRS or a future OIS. Now back to this conversation. The pushing and the pulling between the device and pharma elements of any business uh, will continue, but it will take uh, strong management to sort of uh, help guide the entire entity forward. Bill Link, general partner of Versant Ventures, and of course a co-chair of OIS, feels the new hirings really put the companies and the ophthalmology sector in a great position to succeed. You know, and I'm pleased and excited, candidly, that we've got some uh, seasoned leadership you know, coming into AMO. As you know, Tom is a Tom Frenzy's a you know proven, committed leader to the ophthalmic space uh, for decades, and uh, and I'm excited, you know, for 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 Abbott uh, and AMO and the customers and and the industry overall. And I think with Mike Ball uh, coming back into ophthalmology after having been at Allergan for years um, at a very high level, very solid guy, uh, understands the business. Um, And I think Alcon has had good leadership uh, through the decades. And this is uh, is a a good uh, good step for for the leader in our space. Uh, So it's a good step for Alcon as well. So what does this mean for the ophthalmology sector overall for the other players out there, not just the big guys? Decided to talk to Mark Forche. Of course, Mark's an accomplished CEO in ophthalmology, the former president and CEO of Optometica. 
And Mark does see some changes uh, afoot, both just in the, the, the stability of the sector, the, the familiar faces, the familiar entities, the addition of Pfizer, the, the changes at Alcon, uh, even at AMO. It all creates opportunities for other companies in the ophthalmology space. Let's have a listen. I, I think it is a very interesting time, and it, I, I look at the various changes, and they kind of come from different directions, kind of converging on on different objectives with them. But that being said, you know, I think you look at this space historically, and for a long time, uh, it was very constant and seemed very stable, uh, you know, in terms of the companies and their positions in the marketplace and kind of what they delivered and uh, even the people, you know, there were a lot, there was a lot of stability in who the individuals were that were in those companies. But so, so now clearly uh, it is undergoing some change and some, uh, some transformation. And in a lot of ways, I look at that and say, when there's that magnitude of it, you know, it's kind of across the board. Every, every one of these companies seems to be going through a lot. Then it creates a new playing field and you have to sort of reset uh, where the position is for each company. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I imagine that that's going on absolutely. And, you know, if you're a tertiary player or a secondary player, that's a huge opportunity to jump to the front. If you're a front runner, you got to be careful that you uh, keep your front runner status. And so you got to do things right. And so the, you know, this is a really pivotal time, I think, and, and I think an intriguing time. So there you have it. Going forward, we'll see what happens. Tom Frenzy and Mike Ball, welcome to the OIS community. Uh, it'll be great to see those two leaders, uh, both the individuals and the companies, take their place up on stage at OIS, at ASCRS, or a future OIS, if not there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how these how this plays out long term. Uh, if you're a mid tier company, if you're a Glaucos, for example, this uh, certainly might present an opportunity for you to move up to uh, to take advantage of uh, any uncertainty in the marketplace to establish yourself as also one of the leaders in ophthalmology. Certainly not at the the tier of the larger companies that we're talking about but there are some uh, open rungs on the ladder looking upward. So these are interesting times, which is all we can ask for. We're very grateful for you uh, for joining for us on the OIS podcast. And of course, thank you to uh, Bill Link and Carolyn Corner, Larry Hamovich, and Mark Porche for sharing their thoughts on the sector. Uh, there's a, a lot to, to watch going forward. So it's, uh, it's great to have this little guide And thank you again for listening. Don't forget, go to OIS.net if you have not registered for OIS at ASCRS. It'll be May 5th. Uh, Go to the OIS website. It looks brand spanking new because it is. It's been redesigned with new contents and new layouts and new designs. So please enjoy that. Find the register button. Sign up to go to OIS at ASCRS on May 5th. And we'll see you in New Orleans.